Good morning, listeners, and thank you for tuning in to Unfiltered Perspectives. It's me, your girl, Erica. And it's your boy, Walsh. What's going on? My partner in crime. Mm-hmm. And on today's episode, we will talk about sex. Ooh. Now, before I get into it, I just want to let all my listeners know, all our listeners know, that please subscribe so you'll be updated every time we have a new episode airing. We are working hard to get you all on a more consistent schedule. Uh, But with a lot of things that we have going on, you know, we're kind of trying to work around it. And some of our topics may be triggering to some. So I'm going to just say this is a trigger warning for those who are not comfortable talking about sex because it's unfiltered we're just gonna leave it at that the topics is the title of the podcast should tell you a lot about what we're going to be talking about so in today's episode um i'm going to give my perspective victor's going to give his perspective so we can kind of see the the for women we can see the male perspective when it comes to sex and for men Maybe y'all can get a deeper understanding about sex when it comes to women. Maybe to help you to, you know, love your partner differently or make love to someone you're dealing with in a, you know, in a more intimate way or not. But let's get into it. Sex. These are really excited. Baby. Well, I can talk about sex. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> for one I can talk about sex because if you listeners don't know much about me I used to work in a adult novelty store aka sex store and I that's the moment I became a very open minded individual when it came to sex a lot of things for me changed when it came to how I viewed sex I was very um, I wasn't a close minded individual but when it came to sex I I kind of had rules but working in a sex store seeing the different things and dealing with open minded customers I've learned to open my horizons and explore when it comes to sex and that you know sex is it looks different for everybody but on today's episode we're going to talk about how it looks for us so, Victor. Hmm. Oh, well, I gotta go first. You don't have to, but <laughs> <laughs> let's hear your perspective when it comes to sex. Well, we're gonna save that. How about we talk about first sexual experiences? Mm, ding, ding, ding. How was your first sexual experience? I was all right. It wasn't bad. <laughs> that's uh, that's a very basic answer. Was it anything that you, you know, fantasized? Was it like a fairy tale? Or... Um, all right. Oh, okay. So let's hear the story. Let's yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. Um, I was 16, 17. I was almost seventeen. I was. It was my birthday in February. And it happened in February, like a few days from my birthday. So it was kind of for my birthday, but before my birthday. So I was almost 17. Um, 
I, I, it was my girlfriend at the time. She was older than me, um, more experienced, more worldly, <laughs> should I say. And the whole time I was dating her, like, she kind of, it was kind of reversed. Like, she pressured me into sex. It wasn't like me pressuring her. I was the virgin. I was the I was the guy. Probably preying on you. Yeah, I was the kind guy. Of like what I did in the beginning of our relationship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking predators. But um, yeah. So we were the, me and the chick was dating for a little while at school. You know, we were dating, and we'd hang out, and you know, we make out, mess around, touch around, shit. Huh? Huh? She's older than you, and y'all were in school. Yeah, she's older than me. She's like, that's possible, you know. I mean, I, when you said older, in my mind, I meant like an old, grown ass woman. No, right? I, I just imagine if you're 17, 16 in school, you're like in what the 11th, 12th grade. I was in the 11th, I think 11th, 10th or 11th. Yeah. And when you said older woman. I just automatically went to 21, 22. No, she's older than me, but not like that much. But she's older than me, and. She, the, the age showed because she was more experienced in that field as well. Like, okay, um, virginity was a very old, like, old news to her. So, I was really, really like for most guys in my area, being almost 17 and still being a virgin was pretty crazy. So, so I was an oddball, and uh, we were dating, and she was, she was like, it would be weird because up until I got with her. I was like, I was a virgin messing with virgins. So it was like sex was never anything anybody got pressured into. We can mess around and kiss and touch and feel and explore all we wanted even, but like there was never any pressure to go any further because we both kind of didn't know what that meant, you know? Yeah. So when I, but when I moved on to this chick, um, that became a whole new ball game because all the kiss and touch and exploring and all that, that was foreplay for her now. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't just exploratory, you know, or like hormones. That was like, all right, it's time for some sex after this. Yeah. So it would be, it was, she would pressure me and then like she would get frustrated with me and like, she, I, and I feel like she was talking to other guys because of that. So I feel like I had to step up type situation. So um, around our birthday was actually in the same month. My birthday is in February, her birthday in February, but, um, my birthday is towards the end of the month. Hers towards the beginning. So, really, around her birthday, it's kind of like I gave her my virginity as a birthday present or something. I don't know. It was real poetic. <laughs> it was real poetic at the time as a teenager. As a teenager, that's funny. No, as a, okay. as a teenager, it's very it's poetic. Yeah, it's cute. But looking back, it's fucking retarded. But when you're in the moment, it's like some real beautiful ass degrassi. Yeah, some yeah fucking Degrassi type situation. So, <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And um, I mean, it was great. I mean, it felt amazing, right? You know, it was cool. We, um, I would baby, I would babysit for my cousin sometimes. And she would, she was a hot girl, my cousin. So she run the streets and all that. And I watch our kids for like days on end sometimes, like whole weekends and stuff. So she would let me bring my girlfriend over there with me. You know, so that was like my escape. I would get my girl alone in the house for a weekend at a time. So once I started having sex, that was the best thing ever. Yeah, for that age, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really 
I was like, I don't really hit like I I came out of like I came out swinging like, <laughs> like it went from never doing it to basically doing it every day, um, all the time. It was cool, but it was there was no control. You know what I'm saying? So like there was no responsibility, there was no maturity. So yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure I was being cheated on, but Just you know. Yeah. Hormone monsters. Yeah, but see, the thing about the hormone monsters, like, I mean, yeah, that's basically what it was. Hormone monsters. Everybody was just horny. I mean, man. did you <laughs> did, did the sex make you at that age? Did the sex make you, you know, develop more emotions for? It made me develop. It made me develop emotionally. I always wanted to take sex more serious than people were taking it at my age. That's really part of the reason why it took me so long to go there because I I was still in my head. I wanted a forever person, you know. Even though I was young, I still wanted it to mean something. The person I gave it to to be in my life forever, stuff like that. So I wasn't just out here trying to sleep with all the girls in school, but if I slept with you, I thought that meant something and. uh that kind of got me in a lot of trouble because at that age, people don't want it to mean nothing. They just want to do it. So it was like, I'm the only person at the orgy falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I'm the guy that tells the stripper, I can take you away from all this, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was that but, guy. Um, so I mean, well, you were a gentleman. That's, uh, I mean, that's yeah. kind of not what we have these days. I mean, yeah. even you're a dying breed for sure, but that shit only sounds good now, man. When you're really doing it, that shit don't get you no pussy. That shit don't sound good. You a joke. It's only when time go by now we can look back and say, wow, you were a good guy, but that doesn't matter now. No. <laughs> In no. the moment, no. you and y'all played me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me, we're, we're from the same era, so mm-hmm. I mean, even in my time, that it, it, it was still rare you know i never found that's why i waited so long myself i felt like i'll never find the right guy once i started to understand the boys in my class and the boys around me in my age range i was like i'm never gonna find that fairy tale moment and in my mind being a christian i was taught you know it's a sin um mm-hmm. sex before you're married is a sin you shouldn't do it dot dot so i felt like okay well i'm not i'm gonna wait until i'm you know i'm married and then as i got older and you know interacting with other peers yeah and- we all said that shit <laughs> we all said and, that what you like you married and shit. then it went from okay, I might not wait till I get married. I might wait until I find someone that wants to marry me. Like, once he proposes to me and makes it, like, official, then... gonna happen, yeah. Yeah, then I'm going to, you know, we're going to have sex. Then I just, it kept getting lesser. My boundaries and my standards just kept dropping as... I interacted with those of my same age and realized they were having sex, they were doing things. And I was like, well, dang, like I'm at the time I'm 16 and I'm like, well, all of my friends, most of them, I'm not going to say all of them. Most of my friends were having sex, meeting boyfriends, having boyfriends and stuff. And I just was like, okay, Erica, you're pretty much the green one. It's time to get with the program. 
So this is my story to my first sexual experience. It's really nothing um, to hype about. It's not no beautiful story. It was actually confusing. But mine, um, ideally, I wanted somebody to sweep me up off my feet and make love and have this beautiful moment and then possibly have a baby is how I pictured it in my mind. Well, you got some of that, right? Go ahead. Um, no, I didn't get none of that. No, I'm just joking. But um, I was in the eighth grade at an alternative school. And I was at a school for, the alternative school is for children who <laughs> don't, you know. The um, I was not a gangster. I <sighs> ended up mixed up with the wrong crowd of people. Um, mm. That'll be a story for another day. But uh, me and a few other girls kind of planned a bomb threat. Terrorists. <laughs> you were a damn terrorist. <laughs> Domestic terrorist. It, it, it eventually got back to us. So I got expelled. Went to an alternative school. And at this alternative school, there are children who were 10 times more fucking mature than me being in junior high in eighth grade. Because it's a mixture of eighth graders, ninth graders, all the way up into 12th. So I'm seeing these people on a regular. And these are grown people. These are people. Some of these people had like at eighth grade I didn't think of having a job. Some of these people had jobs, kids. Like I was mixed up with a crowd of older individuals. So the conversations were different. Um half of these people looked grown and I still look like a child wearing pigtails and whatnot. So eventually I looked at myself and knew that I had to make some changes within myself to kind of fit in with the crowd. I didn't need to, but that was my choice. And I did, and I came across this guy who was way older than me. I'm not going to say way older. How but, old was he? Um, I would assume he was probably 19, 20. How old were you? 16. So you were 16? Yeah. And he was 20? Yeah, he had to okay. be about 19, 20-ish. And um, I, I was crushing on him for a while. And I would try to hold conversations with them. And then conversations will always be short-lived because it would talk about sex. And I couldn't talk about it. So eventually, one of my friend's boyfriends at the time and him were best friends. So we planned this weekend where they would both come over and we would both lose our virginity. Like, that was kind of the plan. And... So my mom, she would do things for the weekend, like go to the casino. I, I just always knew how to plan things because my mom was always on the go, always on the road. So they came over one weekend. I was watching my special needs cousin. <laughs> and mm. let's just say he did not make the situation any more romantic than what I romanticized it to be. But she her friend her boyfriend came over and he came and we were just kind of sitting on the couch and they're in the back room and i hear some crazy things going on i hear her screaming and i'm like oh my god i'm panicking because i'm like i'm so afraid like it's, this is about to be painful this is about to be like not what i imagined it to be so and at the time i'm just sitting 
just pretty awkwardly waiting for the moment. So he starts to make a move on me and it just, it happens. It happened in like maybe five minutes. But the thing is, nothing really happened. Um, he, he wasn't, how can I put this? <laughs> his, his private area, well, his penis was soft. So it was like a moment where I was confused. Like, why is my friend in the back room screaming? And I'm sitting here feeling like somebody is um, trying to stuff jelly up my hoo-ha. And I was confused for a while and I didn't understand it. And I was like, well, I guess I broke my virginity. And he looked disappointed, but I still didn't understand because I didn't understand what sex was about. And my cousin, who was special needs, was in the back room just hollering, Erica, Erica. And he kept trying to come and see what I was doing. So it really didn't set the mood. It was kind of like one of the worst experiences I've had sexually in my life. Um, yeah, because I didn't know what to... I, I expected so much more. I expected passion. I expected pain, uh, especially from what I was hearing. But it wasn't anything like that. And come to find out, when I did try again with that person, I I, I guess it really must have happened because then I was like, oh, I get it now. If this happened the first time, so that's why that didn't work out. So... Yeah, my first sexual experience was really nothing to hype about. It just was a bunch of confusion and misunderstanding and not on the same page. I was very childish. Of course, I was a child, but I was very childish. So that was my experience. (laughs) 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 Okay. It's really not. It's, it's really not like I don't know. Just just imagine being a sixteen year old thinking you officially broke your virginity, and when it happens, you're just sitting there like, "What the fuck?" Like, uh, well, I know I broke mine, and really, I was kind of the girl kind of just used me as a sex slave at that point because she knew that I was I was just broke my virginity, so I would be like trying to do it all the time. Yeah, and the right, right up her alley because, like I said, she was been past that first time. Shit, she was just regular horny, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah, I, I did, but then she ended up getting pregnant. So oh shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what happens when you know you do you're doing things inexperienced. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. See, that's what my story turns tragic. Uh, you didn't cut me off, but that was the sex story. So that was my sex story. That was your sex story, and. You explained some of the some of the things that happened after. Well, some of the things that happened after my sex story was a girl got pregnant. But I wasn't scared. You see, this is what I'm saying. I've I've been a goofball for a long time. I wanted to be with this chick, right? Like I want to be with you forever, type shit. And I feel like she wasn't on the same page with that. But she didn't tell me no different because it was it's nice to be wanted. And you know, I'm I'm fucking you. So it's like, you know, perfect, right? So I'm thinking like this is gonna be the girl, man. So I'm making a lot of like, major, major life changes. Like my grades wasn't the best, and she was pregnant. So I was gonna drop out and go to U Challenge, give me a trade, so I could start working in nine months. You know what I'm saying? And take care of this baby. Like I'm thinking like that. And she, one week 
like I'm talking to like my counselor, I'm dropping out, like I'm talking to YCS, like I'm talking YCP, you you the uh, the program, um thing like that, and she ghosts me, right? Now this is kind of hard to, to do in high school, but she did it. She ghosts me, and she stopped coming to school too. She ghosts me, I quit answering my phone call, my text, all that, and she quit coming to school. And ain't nobody knew where she was. I feel like somebody did, but they didn't tell me. Yeah. And then she comes back like a week later, still not answering my message, but she come back to school a week later. And she's ignoring me, like she's not fucking with me, right? Now I'm lost because like you might so I'm emotional. Like I'm not, I'm like confused as hell, really. So I finally corner her ass. It might sound bad, but <laughs> I had to I had to catch her. Like I couldn't, she kept trying to get away. I had to, I had to catch her. I finally cornered her ass, it was just me and her. And they're like, you know what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you okay? What's going on? What the hell? You've been ghosting me. The baby this, the baby that. And she was like, I got an abortion. That's why I've been gone. And she just walked off, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nigga. And we just kind of never talked about that ever again. Like, we just kind of never really talked much at all after that. Well, that'll fucking do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah. Well, we now have, you know, sexual maturity. Well, I don't trust these hoes. You see right there. That's why I, I, I turned I turn from, this is my era. <laughs> this is the This is the era. This is the era when I turned from, like, fucking uh, hearts all over the world tonight, Chris Brown, to deuces Chris Brown, or fucking future or something, like, nigga, <laughs> from 16 till about 24, man, I was a motherfucking demon. Damn, that's a long time. I got, I was, I, I had the year, nigga, I had the year. That's like almost 10 years. Yeah, bro, because high school don't do shit for, for healing, so all I was doing was fucking chicks now, like regular shit, you know what I'm saying, whenever I could get out, because I couldn't get out the house much, but from six, I started getting older, 16, 17. Like I started getting some bass in my voice and just doing shit. Tell my mama kiss my ass almost. So I was going to like college parties when I shouldn't have and senior parties and fucking you know, the, the freaky backseat stories and shit like that. So I was just fucking going wild. Fuck it. It is what it is. And then right out of that, I go into the military. So now I, I got the body to match my ego. I got money. I got a uniform. Oh, I was a demon. I was just and I was and I was traveling the world. I was I might I might have some kids out there bullshit oh, aside because I was just traveling the world just like this, bro. I was traveling. I, I don't give me. I was still a gentleman. I never disrespected a female. I never put my hands on. I ain't never took nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was still yeah. a nice man, but at the end of the day, my niceness was more like a personality. It wasn't even like no. My kindness stopped being a personality and it started being like a mannerism. Like, I was just a polite person, but actually an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, not can I please. Not can I please. Yeah, I never had to say that. It was just, I was such a can nice I guy. Pussy? But what it did, no. Please, ma'am, can I have some more? No. But what it did was it put me in a really cool combination. Like, it's a really, if I could perfect that without being toxic, I would try to. But it put me in the, in the mental space with these females to where I was a super duper nice guy. You want a friend zone. But I always say the ass, the right asshole thing at the right time to let you know I wasn't completely that friend zone nigga. It, so, so bitches didn't know where to put me because while I could be the guy that that you can call at two in the morning, or I could be the dude that you can come to my house at three in the morning because you're sad about something, 
Now, if you go on that bitch, it's gonna smell good. I'm gonna look good. You know what I'm saying? Is the yeah. mood gonna be set? The, the you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be different. So now you don't know how to feel in this motherfucker. Now you want to talk or you want to massage. You know what I mean? And that's that. That's what I was on. That's what I was on. So like you're a nice guy, but I'm still a piece of shit. And that got that attract the fuck out of women. I don't know why. What we all fucked up, but that shit worked. And that was and that's who I was for a long time, man. And then I don't know. Much shit got old, man. I started doing like the military was what it what it real like. I started like I started getting deployed and seeing real shit, and it started fucking with me in different ways. So that hot boy shit kind of felt stupid now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I, 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 you know, I began to cherish like people, relationships. You know what I'm saying? I started wanting a person for real, and that still wasn't the answer because I went, I went into a positive mindset under a very like my my mental health wasn't well. Yeah. So I, I made a good decision, but I still had bad mental health. I, I didn't even know what I was really asking for. I didn't know how to become that. I didn't know how to look for that. I didn't know what it looked like. And it put me in a long, toxic that just because they wasn't, because they wasn't the common toxic. It wasn't the toxic that you normally see. So you mis, you misinterpreted it for something else, but it was toxic as hell. It was a nice person and like on, like on paper, they look really good, you know, they, where they got degree or they, they ain't got a body count or they, they ain't never been in the streets. They ain't no little hoes. Everything to make the old folks like the person you bring home. But then when all the people are gone, there's no more people to impress and you're just you and them in the house. They're actually a, like violent monsters. You know what I'm saying? But when you go back in public, they're the best thing that ever happened to you as far as everybody else is concerned. So you kind of feel almost like, like, like trapped. Because yeah. if you leave her, because if I try every time I, I try leaving her, I got no support. Every time I try leaving her, I got no support because she was so nice and so so giving and so whatever to all of them. My mama, my cousin, my brother, my uncle, I couldn't go nowhere. My friends, camera, I couldn't go to nobody and say, I want to leave her because they all be like, for what, nigga, you crazy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like off top. So it was like I was trapped. Cause now I'm questioning myself, man. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't leave. Maybe it ain't that bad. Maybe you know what I mean. Yeah. And that shit had me in a in a fucking chokehold for almost a decade, dog. Well, that it can do, but uh, you got out of that situation. So let's not get off track of the topic. And oh, I started when I lost my virginity. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> And let's move on to now, you know, being that we have this sexual maturity. Now that you know what you like, you know, you understand sex on your personal level, your perspective, what attracts you to someone is the next question that I want to bring up. Well, I learned through you, you have been probably a really, probably, bro, not probably, you, you have been my only healthy uh like sexual educator you know what i mean like the experiences that i've learned about sex through you were the only positive ones i've ever had in my life um i've learned more about myself like before i came into the picture with you know your experiences your phases your era what started to attract you to an individual before you yeah before me or even you know I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about like now. No, I'm, I'm like, talking about my new experience. Over 
past the first sexual experience? What started to attract you to someone to want to have sex? Probably just physical at first. Like when I was young, young, like say between 16 and 18, it really was just physical. It was, you know, like a, a pretty girl. But when I got a little older and really too young, for, but I guess not, but it's I, I needed a connection. Like I started finding myself um like being out with the guys. Yeah. And then like sometimes they'll put me on the chick just to cover it because she would a chick they want, you know what I mean? And like it be like you go back to the crib or the room or whatever and you hear them, but you on the sofa with this motherfucker and like you can't she with it, but you just you ain't vibing with her, so you don't want to do it. Yeah, but but your partner really ain't vibing with that girl neither. She just fine, you know. And this chick fine, but you for some reason they ain't enough for you no more. You know what I mean? Like and just the maturity. Stuff. Yeah, like just being just being fine don't mean nothing to me no more. Like I've been trying to talk to you for an hour, you ain't said shit. Like that's turning me off. You ain't got no conversation. So that's you know, and like a, you taught me, that's called uh demi demisexual. Yeah, a demisexual is someone who is stimulated sexually or, you know, turned on, attracted to you through emotional connection and emotional yeah. bond. So, yeah. But that shit can be toxic. It, that shit, that shit can, like, think about it. That shit, that shit is a beautiful thing. Like, right now, it's a beautiful thing because I only got feelings for you. You're my wife. I'm emotionally connected to you. And so I only got eyes for you. That's great. That's 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 healing, maturity, development. But in the low in the lower vibration, it'll make you start to prey on people that you connected to. Yeah. Like when you want to fuck, but you don't want to be serious or committed, you'll start making connections just to fuck the person later, or you'll start preying on people that you're already like close to that you probably shouldn't cross that line with. But that's the only people that you can fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you gotta be careful with that shit. That old that, that could turn toxic if you let it. Yeah, and then you then you ruin all your friendships, you know what I'm saying? You ruin all kinds of stuff, you piss off, you, you mess with your friend's girlfriend, or mess with your you know what I'm saying, you something yeah, too, but too I close. Think, I think that most people who identify themselves as a demisexual, they don't uh find themselves attracted to close friends and closer people. They they more so search outwards trying to make new connections, but I mean and that's not all cases either. But I definitely get what you're saying. But if mm. I had to say, what attracts me to someone? What attracted me to someone sexually? Of course, physical. But I'm not gonna say just physical. I'm and I'm not gonna say that. Um, I was completely a demisexual it was it was not always required for me to have an emotional bond because eventually I went through my demon phase where that wasn't even required at all but what attracted me to someone on a sexual level would be how we conversated and if it wasn't conversation it would be your status like what do you do what you have going on yeah, like, are you a well-known person? Are you somebody everybody knows? Are you, like, this big idol? So that would definitely... And it led me into ruin, of course, because here I am catching emotions and feelings 
thinking that this is something serious when all in all it was just them trying to catch a nut and here I am I thought he loved me but that was definitely something I learned down the line and instead of me learning it in a positive way and deal with people I end up just going straight into demon time and acting like the male species I figured my mom used to always say if you can't beat them join well I took that literally and I just was like, fine. So I became the demon. I became the one breaking hearts. I became the one like, you know, we just gone with the flow type of shit. And then, of course, came into you with the same bullshit. Like, we're just gone with the flow. But at that time, I was a whole lot sexually mature. Work, Like I said, working at the sex shop, I've learned a lot of things. And that's going to bring us into our next topic, kinks. We're going to talk about kinks. So personally, (laughs) (laughs) I learned about kinks in 2019. I didn't learn about kinks. I've always moved the term. But I learned my kink at about 2019 when I started working at this adult novelty store in Lafayette, Louisiana. And I, we were, our training was to go around the store and learn all these products, these items and things. So I taught, I was basically self-taught. Now, even though my manager, she was great at educating me. And if I had any questions, you know, she was always there to answer. But it was just like, I basically was self-taught and I learned everything by reading information on boxes. And if I didn't understand the term, like I said, I would ask my manager or I would just simply Google it. And then I got introduced to FetLife. For those who know what FetLife is, you know what it is. And for those who don't, it's a community of people who have different types of kinks, um, BDSM, you name it, it's, it's there. So join FetLife if that's your interest. And I didn't know what was my term. There were so many. There was dominant, uh, there was your dom, your sub, your switch, your uh, rope bunny, your baby, you're a baby, your pet. And I'm like, I don't know what I am. And I think most kinks derive from trauma. So I'm trying to explore to see what I like. And I'm buying different toys in the store just buying them. If I catch one on sale, I'm buying it. If if I see somebody else bought it and I actually opened it and fondled with it, I'm buying it. Like I started buying, just racking up. And then I end up with a toy chest full of sexual toys. And I would explore them with myself first, of course. And then I came to the realization that I was a switch. I can be completely dominant sometimes. And sometimes I can be completely submissive. And I find that I was more dominant because I liked the control. I liked it to take over. And then I liked it to be submissive because it, it made me feel vulnerable, which is something that I did not like feeling on a regular basis, which came out of trauma, of course. And I wanted to feel vulnerable in that moment. I wanted to feel like... um like just like just letting go it was a feeling of just letting go of everything and being taken advantage of not in a bad way but in a great way and my like I said my dominance came from my control and me just wanting to take over the show me wanting to please and be 
like I, I almost had like this demon spirit that would be like, yeah, shut the oh, fuck up. Or, <laughs> or like, yeah, you're mine. It's like, you my bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen her before. So I realized I was a switch. I could be both depending on my moods. So I started exploring both of those sides. And of course, that's when I was like, I was being, I was in a very submissive position for a very long time. You know, dry ass, monogamous, uh, missionary sex. And I was like, I need something exciting. I need to, I need excitement. So of course, that's when I met you. And you were very green. And I'm like, since he's very green, let me see if I can hit the switch on him get him to try things because you can't just walk up to a random person and the thing is in my community where I'm from it's a very small town and everybody knows everybody so it's just like um, not too many people are open minded whereas I became this super open minded person but the people I never met someone on Fit Life that I connected with. I never met someone who matched my personality or my kink type. So I was searching for it within the community and I'm still not finding it. So that's like I said, that's when I met you. And I'm like, hmm, he's very green. He seems like he's willing. He's very submissive with me. I can probably take this and use this to my advantage. Wow. <laughs> you prayed on me, man. I didn't necessarily <laughs> pray on you. I knew you already. So it was mm-hmm. like, I know Victor. I know he's a sweet guy. So I, I if I pitch this to him, he'll probably he'll probably take it. So instead of me just walk up to him and be like, hey, I'm a I'm a switch and I want to do some kinky things with you. I just slowly introduced him into things that I liked and I was willing to explore. And being you come out of a sexual deprivation. Man, it was was bad on that side, boy. Yeah, so being that you were (laughs) urging for that need in your life, it made it matches up perfectly. So, I just really feel like the way you explained it versus what I walked into, you really set me up. I you just like we're gonna try a few little things I got from my job, nothing crazy. <laughs> and you know, and then I get there, bro, and there's harnesses on the bed, there's <laughs> there's hot candle wax, there's whips, there's oh. wheel with. Sp- the spiky, spiky wheels. The, the Wardenberg wheel. I think the Wardenberg. Yeah, fucking. Uh, you drew blood from me that night. I'm sorry, not really, but you I, were I insane. <laughs> it was. It was definitely. You literally are possessed by something, Lilith. It was one of my. I was possessed by the Jezebel spirit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I was possessed by the fuck around and find out spirit. <laughs> But it, help, help me, spirit. <laughs> you weren't prepared, but it was. I'm not gonna lie. That was one of my most exciting sexual experiences. And you and gave I, me a rhino. Oh yeah, because I wanted. Like I was very. I was. I was sexually. You ain't running from this nigga. Yeah, I was. I was sexually exploring, and I. And you were like my ex- exploration toy. I was and your you were, fucking doll. He was you you weren't necessarily because at the end of the day you enjoyed it. You even find that found out new kinks that you have in the process. Hey, we ain't talking about that. 
Oh no, this topic is kink. So <laughs> you found out that you yourself had kinks. You liked it that you liked it to be dominated. Hey, so- hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's the topic of discussion. This is unfiltered perspective. You got too so- much dip on your chip. <laughs> <laughs> we not sugarcoating anything. You got too much dip on your chip. Well, and guess what? I still ate the bag of chips. Okay. You're so fucking clever. (laughs) You're so clever. I hate the bag of chips anyway, motherfucker. Okay. All right, then. Anyway, yeah, I discovered some stuff stuff about myself I didn't know. Absolutely. That was a journey. And when any journey, you learn something at the end of it. Oh, uh, I learned some stuff, but see, it really it, it plays back to my demisexual because I if any every, what you do to me, everybody can't do to me. Like if we didn't work out, my next girl, she just, even if I would fall in love with her and marry her, that wouldn't mean that she can do the things I allowed you to do. It's a connection, you know. what I'm trying to say, and it's not something I'm that's gonna guarantee to duplicate itself again in my life. So. A lot of things that I do with you, that I crave to do to you, the thing, miss some wild shit, right? Out of a booty and everything. These are <laughs> these are not. Oh these are not things that I would normally and any more any any I'm about to say the b word. Anybody listening that wanted any ex listening, you know it's <laughs> you, you know it's fucking true. I ain't out here. Yeah, I ain't out here eating booty. Hell no, I'm not. No fuck, you lie. They gotta so. Be- Topic that gotta be a conversation. No, hell no, it ain't no, no, I refuse, but <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm just saying because so a lot of things like like even with the wheel, the spike wheel, when you did draw blood, I like that shit too, but that was because it was you doing it. You poured hot wax on my chest, you all kind of wild. These things I would I would normally whoop your ass for. <laughs> like what the, the crazy bit, you know? But no, with you, that shit literally was the wildest shit. I mean, I felt almost primal. I broke one of the harnesses. Yeah, I remember. Like I broke one of them just to, to try to get to you. Like it was real. It was some hot shit, and it was, it was wild, son. That was that's some shit I never experienced before. And I you, you were able, you were able to release some shit you had built up for a long time, apparently. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I kept up, shit. Who the I, I kept up on the fly. You getting the flag back on? Go ahead now. But, uh, I kept okay. up, man. Next topic. Oh, we're going to one time. <laughs> be some macaroni talk- noises on this podcast, goddamn. <laughs> next, next topic. All right. We seem to get be getting off track. I messed with the question. Yes, you did. Thank you for your response, Mister Victor. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna wrap up this <laughs> podcast <laughs> with the final topic. I want to talk about sex, whether you like it in the morning, the night, or at any time. Is there a special time where you prefer sex? So, listeners, if there's a special time you like sex, please let us know in the Q- Can I hit it in the morning? <laughs> let us know in the Q&A and explain to us why. Sunrise and why you moaning. So, Victor. What? Morning, night. Morning. You like it in the morning? I like that shit when the sun rises. I, I feel like I feel like every time I see the sunrise, I feel like that song from Lion King coming on. 
I just want some pussy after that, nigga. I just want some. I want some pussy after that. Like I want to bust that ass to. to, to how does it go? I forgot. I can't remember the song, none of the lyrics right now. But you know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So why more than sex? Besides the whole Lion King. <laughs> That's it. Nah, man. I just feel like, like renewed, recharged. You know what I'm saying? I feel like. Then y'all wake up with a hard. So I mean. Yeah, that too. But sometimes I don't wake up with it just like that. Sometimes I wake up and just look at you, and I get a certain sense of appreciation. But that shit goes to my penis. And <laughs> the appreciate it be appreciation, like I want to make love to you type shit, but like it just be almost me celebrating life. Like I wake up and I I, I feel like really optimistic or like I'm a conquer the day type shit, and I want to like manifest that. I want to affirm that, and I do that with constant with my old lady. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's like my celebrate, so it's like me celebrating my life. I, I can do this. Celebration of life. Yeah, yeah, like small victory type shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like no matter how no matter how bad life is, I got some coochie this morning. Like that shit could take a nigga through a whole day, dog. <laughs> you don't know, I'm telling you. So that's why for me, that's what it'd be like in the morning. Okay. I would have to say I'm a night person. No, I know. And I only say that because I like the nighttime, of course. I I feel like the nighttime is dark and I can show my more darker side. I kind of, it's like when my dark personality come out. My mama used to say this saying, uh, full moon freaks come out or the freaks come out at night. So it's kind of like the, yeah, freaking, that the freaking me comes out at night. And I don't know, especially being a mom, you got your children to deal with during the day. You got business to deal with during the day, early in the morning. I'm trying to do my yoga. I'm trying to get my mindset right. Now I'm, trying, like, to, I'm trying to get you on that yoga mat. <laughs> now some mornings, you know, we've we we've we've done. We've been on that yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've taken advantage of the yoga mat. Down with dog, goddammit. But I prefer it at night because I get to sip my little wine. It's kind of like me decompressing throughout the day. And that's our moment where we can connect after a full day of shit. We, you know, we got the children, we got our own businesses, we got responsibilities in the house to take care of outside the house, and then we get tired and we rest, and then at night after we done took our showers, that's kind of like my moment to connect with you, and oh, or that's we, deep. We I ain't thought about it like that. Yeah, or we could just end up scrolling through TikToks, but either way, it go most most of the time is when we that's when we have our sex. Is because that's when I I feel more appreciative of it. I feel more deserving. Like I, sex for me almost is like a cookie. Like <laughs> I, I deserve this cookie because I did a good job. And now I'm not saying sex is should be a cookie and only given to you when you deserve it. But I, know, I mean, my cookies all day. But. I had I don't me personally I don't think you deserve a cookie if you fucking sleeping all day every day. So it 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 it, it kind of plays a big part in my mental. So sex for me is kind of like a reflection of my day. Shots fired, fire, fire, shots fired. <laughs> oh no, it's not. 
<laughs> but I'm also down for the right now, the spontaneity. Um, there's plenty of times where it'll just happen for the moment. I can't control my hormone that, you know, yeah, that, yeah. so it's just like we could be picking the kids up from school and I'll be like, Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I think you should, I think you should play with it. And it's just like that spontaneity just keeps it keeps the 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 relationship alive, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm big of a a nighttime person. I must agree. But everybody, you know, to each his own. So I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wild, son. <laughs> you wild. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. <laughs> And continue to listen and subscribe, of course. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Um, We're going to, you know, make sure we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But sometimes that doesn't work. Life be lifing. Yeah, life be lifing. But you should check for us Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays between 8.30 and 10 a.m., Follow me on Facebook at Erica, that's E-R-I-K-A, not C, Erica Wash and Victor. Follow my uh, my content page, The Most High. From there, you can find my Facebook and everything else. And feel free to leave any questions that you might have, and we will answer them in the next episode. You guys have a great day. Peace. <laughs>